Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. All right, everyone. Two days until Christmas. By the way, this is Mary Ellen, your host of OK-ish. For the past few weeks, I've been talking about family, and with it being two days until Christmas, I believe that Hanukkah is over now, so maybe some of us listening are done seeing our families, but I wanted to just kind of take today to wish everyone happy holidays and to just kind of wrap up everything we've been talking about with family. Before I do, though, remember, my name's Mary Ellen. I'm the host. Follow me on Instagram at Mary Ellen Dance uh, because that is where I post a lot of news and updates about the podcast and lots of good stuff like that. All right. So to finish up this family series, I'm going to go a little bit more positive. So far, we've talked about family roles triggers with our family. And last week we talked about boundaries, which again, it's my favorite topic, but pretty tough, pretty serious to talk about. But today I wanted to talk about gratitude. I know you guys, it's so annoying to talk about it. It's so cliche. I get it. People talk about it all the time. I understand. But there's a reason people talk about it all the time. It's fairly important. And no, being grateful won't fix all your problems. It won't. But it is pretty important. And again, this episode, we're going to be short and sweet because, like I said, it is two days before Christmas. And yes, we should obviously be listening because what else would we do on a Wednesday? But more importantly, we should probably be, you know, wrapping gifts and listening to Christmas music and drinking hot cocoa. (laughs) So anyways, the reason why gratitude is necessary, let's talk about that for a second. Because just like I said a second ago, gratitude is very like buzzy. Everyone talks about it. Everyone's like, well, make a gratitude list. I get it. it. It's getting a little bit annoying. But I want to talk about why it's necessary. And I've chatted about this a little bit before, but let me go into a little bit more depth. So I'm going to get a little brain science on us for a second. So we have all these neural pathways in our brains, like thousands of them, millions actually. So we have neural pathways for everything in my life. So a silly example is I love cheese. So I have a neural pathway for cheese right? So this neural pathway is strong because I eat cheese a lot. Think about cheese, you know, all the different types of cheese I like, nice memories from eating cheese, wanting cheese. I'm actually getting really hungry as I speak. (laughs) But some of our neural pathways are really, really strong, like mine for cheese. And some are really, really weak. For example, my neural pathway regarding football is very weak. I mean, I could probably name like two professional football players and 
their brothers. So I'm, I'm not a huge football fan. But yes, I am aware that professional football exists, which means that there is a neural pathway for it, but it's weak. It's a weak neural pathway. But my neural pathways, because I'm a therapist, regarding feelings, regarding emotions, regarding psychology, all those neural pathways for me are super, super strong, right? And the thing that happens when we have strong neural pathways is it's easy to think of things with our strong neural pathways because it's right at like the front of our brain, right? It's easy. I make examples related to psychology because that neural pathway is strong and it's at the front of my brain. I don't make examples with football because that's a super weak neural pathway. I'm not thinking about football a lot. So when people tell you to make gratitude lists, it does many things for us. But one of the biggest things it does for us is it strengthens our neural pathway for the things that we are grateful for. And guess what happens with a strong neural pathway? Things that we have strong neural pathways for, well, first, we think about them often, but we also feel differently. And guess what happens when we feel differently? Yup, we behave differently. And then when we behave differently, we think about things differently and feel differently. And it's this really long cycle. So when people tell you to make gratitude lists, they're basically telling you, hey, your neural pathway for these things that you're grateful for is pretty weak. Your neural pathway for things that frustrate you is really strong. So let's switch that, right? Let's weaken the neural pathway for things that frustrate you. So you stop thinking about it and feeling it and then behaving based off of it. And let's strengthen this neural pathway for things that you're grateful for. So you can start to feel better. And then when we feel better, we behave differently, right? So the next time you scroll through Instagram and, you know, you see, hey, make a gratitude list today, that's really what they want you to do. So it is pretty important, actually. There's a bunch of things we often do wrong in past attempts. I've done wrong in past attempts when trying to focus on gratitude and I know that other people kind of do these things wrong too. It's often why, you know, people will make a gratitude list one day and then kind of forget about it. And then, you know, three weeks later, feel bad and start to make a gratitude list again, right? So I want to warn you from when you're thinking about gratitude, I want to warn you from doing these three things. So we know that thinking about gratitude is important because of our neural pathways, So we want to think about gratitude, but let's not do these three things. So the first thing is force myself to be grateful for things. So you know those days where you're just like not feeling it and you know you have things to be thankful for, but you just don't want to be and you don't want to think about it and you just want to kind of whine and complain and snuggle under a blanket. We all feel that way. Forcing ourselves to think of things to be thankful for when we aren't feeling thankful is silly. Because guess what that does? That builds a resentment of like, ugh, yeah, I guess I'm thankful for this, right? Like, yes, we of course want to put things into perspective and always, you know, recognize that the grass isn't always greener or that things could be worse. Yeah, that's important. But forcing ourselves to be thankful when we're not is just going to piss us off, quite frankly, (laughs) So maybe in those moments where you're just annoyed and whining and complaining and snuggling under a blanket, maybe you're most thankful for your fuzzy blanket 
and the fact that you have time to just be in a bad mood. And that's okay. Those are great things to be thankful for. So be careful getting caught in that trap of like trying to force yourself again, because that's just going to make you not want to be grateful. All right. The second thing I don't want you to do when you start to feel grateful, because we know it's important, is I've done this a lot before. Like once I start feeling grateful, feeling like I have to be grateful for everything. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever done this? So it happened to me recently. A friend called me at the exact time that I needed a phone call, right? It was like, oh my gosh, this friend's like could read my mind from like across the sea. And I just felt so grateful. So I said like a quick little prayer of gratitude or I thought, I'm just so grateful for this friend. But then I almost like felt guilty about not being grateful for other friends. So then I kind of started to make this like list in my head of all the friends that I'm grateful for. And then that led me to being like, oh, well, I should probably add my family to this gratitude list. And then like before I knew it, I was in this like vortex of thinking about everyone I've ever met and trying to be grateful for them. (laughs) Yeah, that's called guilt, not gratitude. (laughs) So be careful because like that's something that I've gotten stuck in the trap of doing too. You know, my my parents joke that when we were when we were really little and they we would say like nighttime prayers before bed, it, you know, when my sister and brother and I were really little, we would go on to these like rants of like, oh, well, we should pray for this person and this person and this, and oh, I want to pray for this stuffed animal and this stuffed animal, right? So sometimes I get like stuck in that too. So recognize that we don't need to do that, right? In that moment that my friend called me, I could just enjoy my gratitude for that friend. All right. And then the third thing I don't want you to do when you're being grateful is brainstorming what to be grateful for. So this kind of goes along with my first point, but oftentimes I hear that people, you know, will set aside 10 minutes every day to be grateful, which is great. But then they'll just sit and stare at the wall while, you know, chewing on their pen, being like, um, I guess I'm grateful for my left arm. (laughs) Like, yes, true. But that's another great path to lead you to resent being grateful. Right. So this is going to sound really cliche, but gratitude is more of a state of mind and less of a sitting down and making a list. You know, even though sitting down and making a list saying, what are three things I'm grateful for every day is an awesome, awesome idea to start to strengthen that neural pathway and that muscle. It's less of sitting down and being like, okay, how do I be grateful today? What can I brainstorm? And it's more of, I'm going to appreciate, I'm going to bask in these moments during the day that make me feel happy and grateful. I'm not going to plow over them. I am going to take a second to say, wow. I'm really grateful right now. Now, again, if we aren't at the basking stage yet, it's totally okay. And it it is encouraged to intentionally sit down and think about what you're grateful for. But again, if you do that in a way that's forcing gratitude or leading to a long list of gratefulness or else you'll feel guilty or whatever it may be, that's not healthy. So like I said a minute ago is I typically stick to three things a day. So that I don't fall into this trap of trying to be grateful for everything and everyone all at once. Three things is reasonable. And you know what? Even when I'm in the worst of moods, I can find 
three things to be grateful for, right? One of them is usually my dog, and that's okay. I'm super grateful for him. And the days where I do these three things that I'm grateful for, those days, my neural pathway is stronger, so it's so much easier to recognize other things that I'm grateful for because I'm already thinking about it. It's at the front of my brain. All right. So now that we know that gratitude's important, I know, and three things not to do when we're trying to practice gratitude, I want to challenge you just one step further. So I have a friend. He's three years old. He is awesome. For many reasons, he's awesome, right? But one of the reasons he's awesome is he loves my dog, loves my dog, and my dog loves him. They're besties. I actually get like pretty jealous. Okay, so he's three. So his mom and every other adult, including myself, is all about reminding him to say his pleases and thank yous, like most people do with three-year-olds. And he's gotten really good at it, right? He says please and thank you all the time. He knows they're the magic words. And you know how he's best friends with my dog? He literally says thank you to my dog. It's the cutest thing ever. And it makes me, you know, thankful that I'm not the only one who talks to my dog. <laughs> but you guys, he, he's three, so he's told to say please and thank you. He knows that if he says please and thank you, he'll typically get what he wants. But that means he says it all the time. But here's the best part. Even though he knows that, you know, he's supposed to, he's learning thank you in like the most sincere way. So when he says thank you, he's so sincere about it because he's three, right? He doesn't have all these strong, crazy neural pathways that we have as adults. He's just like honest. He means it. So he calls me M.E. because Mary Ellen is hard to say. And my dog's name is Gus. So whenever Gus and I leave, he always says, thank you, Gus. Thank you, M.E. And, you know, he's saying it because he was taught this. But since he was taught it, that means he has this really strong neural pathway. And that means he feels it. He means it. I'm not going to lie. When he looks at me and he says, thank you, Gus. Thank you, Emmy. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It feels amazing for me. So why do we remind kids to say please and thank you, but we forget as adults? And why does it feel so freaking great when a three-year-old looks you in the eye and says thank you? And the reason it feels great is because they mean it. And maybe it's also because we don't really hear it very often from adults because adults aren't used to it as much as kids. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to express your gratitude. I mean, hello, this is the time of year where we get people we love gifts, which is an amazing expression of gratitude. But what would happen if you said it? I know for me, it feels good when I thank someone else and it feels amazing when they thank me. It totally strengthens that neural pathway. So when you are strengthening that muscle, when you are being more grateful, when you're recognizing the things with your gratitude, I want you to express that. Because honestly, I bet you it would help you and the other person you're expressing your gratitude for feel pretty okay-ish. Disclaimer, this podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests.
If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.